This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. <laughs> Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe Liss. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. Yeah, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Hey, hey! All right, I think we're cooking, folks. Let me get the uh, let me get the backup. Oh, get the backup, please. Sorry, right, we're gonna get a backup on the iPhone just in case, because we don't know how to use electronics. This thing, it's a hell of a recorder. The Zoom. Shout out to Zoom. But they don't make it easy for the layman. No. Or the gayman. Donnie D on the back up. Drug free. So put the crack up. Yeah. We're in uh, Mark's room. I'm going to adjust. Can I adjust the temp a little bit? Sure. You got it at 79. I do? No, I'm kidding. What, what was it at? It was at 70. But I like a little air. I'm wearing jeans and a long sleeve. You're wearing a long sleeve baseball tee rolled up in a pair of shots. Oh, yeah. With socks. I hit the gym today. I went to Gold's. <laughs> Let me tell you this thing that just happened to me that's bugging me. Please do. So I hit up Gold's and I went to a smoothie after because I earned it. Juiceland? Yep. I love Juiceland. We probably just missed you. Maybe. Yeah, I bet. I went to Juiceland and I saw you guys on the corner, like a couple of barbershop quartets. Down on the corner, out in the street. Yes. Is that Clear- Credence? Credence, Clearwater. Yes, Clearwater, where Ron Bennington's from. That's right. Aha. Uh-huh. We'll get to that. Oh, you bet we will, fuckers. So I uh, went and got a smoothie, and I had this one. So the smoothie shop is just full of broads, dames, and skirts. Gash. Yes, trim. And, Puss. Uh, <laughs> snatch. I had a weird moment, by the way, quick side note. Our friend of ours, I don't want to say his name, he got laid, and I was on the phone talking to him, and I went, well, congrats on the puss, and then there was like a lady just gave me a real look as she walked, and I was like, he's divorced. Um, sorry. <laughs> oh, I know who that is now. Yeah, I think everyone does. I know the lady. All right, so you go to the smoothie joint, tons of gashes. Yeah, big gash town, and uh, that's the name of the smoothie shop. And- <laughs> it's a documentary on HBO. <laughs> I'd like to check that out. Remember real sex? All right. But, <laughs> Do I? Uh, so uh, there's just tons of gals in there, and I go to the the, the mail at the register, and I go, I'll take the uh, Baconator or whatever, and uh, boy, the women in this town, huh? And he just rolls his eyes. Oh. What is that? The city's woke, dog. It's the end of an era. I know. You can't fuck around here, which makes me nervous. That's what's so weird about doing our... We're in Austin right now for Moon Tower, but we're doing our pod, but then like down the street, there's a bunch of, you know... The other team is playing yes. at the same arena. It's like the fedoras versus the the mus- muscle milks or yeah, something. Yeah, I've never <laughs> had muscle milk before. But. <laughs> yeah, muscle milk was bad, but uh, fedoras versus the New Balances. Okay, sure. All right. Yeah, so it's awkward. It's Woke Town and uh, Wokeville and Hipster Central. So it's scary. And but we got, also uh, packed the show, too, though. So well, you never know. It's a little it was, bit everything. It was a showcase with a lot of the guys. But yeah, I guess you're right. But no, no, I'm talking about our podcast. Oh, our pod, yes. Yeah, yeah. That was packed, baby. So what, what, how did it end? How did it go with this guy? I just said, okay, I gave him like a, okay, like, well, geez, I guess I'm an asshole. And then he gave me my change, and that was it. Oh, geez. I know, but what? like, if I can't, it's like when comics bitch about other comics, like, 
oh, he's being offensive. It's like, you're doing it now? Now I can't talk to a guy yeah, about, yeah. About, about how hot women are? Well, maybe he's gay or uh, he could just be woke. I guess he's woke, but Hamilton had a good point. He's like, even women don't like those guys. I'm like, yes. Right. They don't. Women want to be thought of as attractive. Interesting. Yeah, and it's also like, you're not like, hey, I wouldn't mind bending over one of these women and licking their assholes against their will. You're saying, yes. boy, they're so pretty. Yes, these are pretty... You know, independent women. Hmm. Yeah. So that was a, that was a annoying, but yeah, how I about, love it here. How about this thing that keeps happening to us? And I'm not going to name names, but the people, everything a go to, people keep going. Oh, look at these white guys! A bunch of white guys hanging out. I don't. I don't understand the humor in it. No. Like where are you? It's you, me, and Chris D. and Ryan Hamilton hanging, and three different people come up and go, "Oh, it's white boy center. It's too many white guy. White guy. I'm like, I don't. It's it just easy. feels hack. I it's, don't even get it's it. Hack. It's easy and it's buzzy. That's what it is. It's buzzy, not funny. I wouldn't mind a joke about us being white sure, guys if you went, boy. Guy. What are you guys writing poetry or whatever the fuck right, thing? Hummus over here. What are you doing yoga? Like if there's a group of black guys and you went up and you were like, "Hey, what is this? A big dick meeting or right. something? At Basketball, least put a joke in there." But it's weird to be like, "Oh, black guys." Yeah. It's yeah, just like, what? I don't understand. Is there no, there's no creativity, but it's happened like three times at this festival. Yeah, every time, but you can't, again, you can't be like, all right, well, I get the white thing, but there's no joke. They'd be like, whoa, what do you, can't take a blah, 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 white boy? No, no, it's not that. I just like good humor. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not against it. I'm not offended. It doesn't hurt my feelings. I don't feel oppressed. I just, I don't get, how about a joke? Yeah. Well, white guys. All right. Yep. That's what we are. Yeah, here we are. We are Caucasian. I go, all right, fat women. <laughs> you fat women. Yeah, it'd be fun if I you can do that. Hey, handicap. Yeah, I don't understand. But anyways, we're white guys. Sorry. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, my, my two white people had sex, and I got a chromosome or whatever the fuck. I got a dick. I don't know what to tell you. I got an extra white. They were extra wide. Ah, uh, Yes. I guess if you made fun of a bunch of handicapped people, that would be a crutch. Now, there's a joke, at least. Hey, wheelchairs. Yeah. There was a woman at the gym today working out. She would, like, sit on a thing, work out, like, on a bench, and then get up, crutch, to the next machine. Oh, wow. I was like, now this lady is a badass. Wow. It's kind of like uh, that fighter that tried to fight me that time, whose name I can't think of. He got really mad at me from Rhode Island. Famously. Oh, what the you don't bring name? his name up. Yeah, he scares me. But he got in, like, a car wreck, and he had that fucking... The triangle thing, oh, the, wow. the halo, and he oh. was like lifting weights. You can find footage of it. What the fuck's Holy his name? Holy hell, Mickey Latino. Ward. No, Latino from Rhode Island. George Lopez. I can't believe I don't remember. He tried to fight me. Why? Did you make fun of his halo? He was crazy. He had a bunch of DUIs. Someone will tweet at us. Call in. By the way, how about this? I, I don't even know where to start here, but we'll talk about the live episode. There was a heckling woman who oh, hopefully yeah. gets picked up on the sound because otherwise we're going to sound like we're just abusing some old lady. I think she'll get picked up. She'll get picked up by the police, too. <laughs> she was heckling the whole time. But then afterwards, she came up to me and she's like, I'm Heather. I call into your show all the time. <laughs> and I was like, we've never had one caller. She's like, you don't know me? Heather, I call in. And I was like, sorry, lady. Yeah. I just went with it. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> but where do we want to start? I got to talk about um, the McEnroe benefit. Which happened last week? The the tennis player or the peaches? Tennis player. Okay, that's Mackinac. <laughs> Are they from once, Michigan? Once a year, Mackinac peaches. They from they made Mackinac, that up. Michigan. That's a made up thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they said that in the uh, DVD extras. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a fan. I was like, they can't be peaches from Michigan. No, they got no peaches out there. This is scary too because we're in the hotel, the festival, and we have no idea who's next to us. So every door I hear slamming, I just picture it's you know. I know. I picture a blogger in a vent with a laptop. <laughs> Yeah, typing the, away. They got coffee mugs in their ear up against right. the wall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we're posting it publicly, so I don't know why I'm afraid of someone overhearing. It's a good point. 
All right. Well, you always have the benefit of no one listening. Like, I made fun of that host from the Columbus Funny Bone, yeah. and I got all these tweets like, are you worried this guy's going to hear? I'm like, he's 68. He's not doing a pod. Maybe you're right. But somebody, but the people tell. That they tell. They're going to look up every person here and be like, which one of you is saying white guy or whatever? Yeah, tell them or do. But anyway, so last week, as you know, I had my dental surgery. We recorded the pocket. The reverb is better, by the way. Oh, thank God. Nice. It went yeah. away. It was bad news bears. Now, some people don't like the dentist talk. One guy tweeted, he's like, for God's sake, stop talking about the dentist. I saw that. I apologize. But you got to talk about things. Yeah, it's, it's your life. I went back, by the way. You're not going to like this episode. But anyways, I don't know where to go. I'm all over the place, and it's exciting. I'm busting because we're at a festival, and there's people everywhere. We sold out last night. It was such a hot show. And then we did a second show, and the whole crowd came to that show. Best fans in the world. We got a pop. I came out. Never had that happen. We yeah. came out, and the crowd was like, woo! They loved you, and they I could tell they were they got you. You were doing like some riffing up top, and they knew who you were. They knew your personality. It's so exciting. So thank you, guys. It's, it's, a, it's a fun time to be us, to be quite frank. It is nice. Yeah. It's rare. This is a first for me. I've always been the out outsider no fan no nothing i gotta like prove myself and this is a first this is great it's exciting so thank you guys for coming we really appreciate it and we got a magnolia gift certificate Ooh, and a couple chipotes if yeah. i might say so we got like a hundred bucks worth of stuff and it's, it really goes a long way because it seems like we're doing well but then taxes i have uh, a wife and you have a future so all this is really meaningful and we really do go to chipotle oh we're gonna go after this immediately gay sex um queso in my eye queso uh, <laughs> so last week, so I had the surgery on Monday, recorded the pod Wednesday, then I went to the McEnroe Benefit, mm -hmm. and it was uh, the McEnroe brothers, Patrick and John, they have a tennis center in Queens, mm. and uh, they got to raise money for the kids, which is really weird because it's all rich people, mm -hmm. and we're not getting paid. Interesting. And they do an auction in the middle of the show, and like they're paying like $20,000 for box seats at the French Open. And I'm like, we can't get 100 bucks. Yeah. You literally just raised in front of me, just from the auction alone, 200 grand. Interesting. The ticket, it's like 150 bucks a plate. Everyone's in suits and dresses. Uh -oh. Oh, oh, hang on. Keep talking. I got a maid service. Is it a maid, you think? I don't know if it's a maid. Oh, boy. Mark's getting a... What'd you get? A delivery? Yeah. I was afraid it was a blogger. No, no. I had uh, some coffee sent up. Oh, wow. I'm hooked on coffee. Cafe oh, nice. latte. Hooked on phonics. Worked for me. Not me. Remember that commercial? I do, yeah. That was big. That was like a big retard joke when we were in school. Yes. Hooked on phonics. Worked for me. It was like the thing. If someone said something dumb, you're like, hooked on... That was like a go-to. Big. It was the white of that time. Like if somebody said... Yeah, uh, yeah. If somebody messed up, you'd say, yeah, hooked on phonics. Yeah. Anyways. Didn't work for you. Oh, that's actually a better twist. I'll take it. We never even had that. Maybe I'll bring it back just for the joke. I like it. All right, so you got you fuck McEnroe. So McEnroe, so we can't get, we don't get paid. I don't oh, get it. I'm I like, you're raising $800,000 for kids playing tennis. Right. Throw us 50 bucks. Yeah, or some, some tickets or something. It was also one of these things with a meal. They kept being like, you're going to get food. We're bringing out food. And the food never came. What? Maybe it came after I left, but like Todd Barry was there, and you know he was freaking out about oh, that. Yeah. He's like, "Where's the goddamn food?" Wow. But it was a hot show. It was me, Todd Barry, Seth Herzog, Michelle Wolf, Rachel Feinstein, and uh, a lot of Jews. Ian Lara. Oh, he's cute. He's great. So uh, we all went up. Everyone had good sets, but it was kind of stuffy, you know. And then there's like a um, a podium on stage, which is mm -hmm. bizarre. And then the screen is down. There's a picture of Muhammad Ali up there. It's a whole thing. It was a little shaky. So. Uh, <laughs> We do the show. It's packed. I get to meet the McEnroe's, which is exciting. Ooh, I'm a big tennis guy. John and Patrick. Wow. John was really cool. He's 
kind of a weirdo though he's got like he's like hip you know he's got like a v-neck it's like yeah. a tight shirt he's got like a cross and like his hair's all he's done up trying to be sexy he looks like an old rocker yeah he's real bizarre it's gross but uh, it was cool but i'm all set to go third and then the guy who's running the show comes up to me and goes hey would you mind going up after the auction Ooh. and i go why i'm about to go on stage i go uh, i guess I, what, what's going on he's like well somebody needs to uh wants to go on earlier this happens to you a lot i feel like it's very annoying well, and then threatening i guess so and, and i'm just whatever and i go all right and then the person that was going on they just didn't want to go later because it's a bad spot uh. so it's no i don't i'm not annoyed by that because they just asked they weren't like can i bump joe they're like can i go on earlier uh-huh. and so the guy took it on himself to be like sure i'll just move him right so i get moved i'm about to go on i get bumped and it's like an hour and 10 minute bump oh because they do the cocaine. auction and the guy's like ah oh, the auction is uh 10 minutes long and i'm like no auction's 10 minutes long the auction's like 45 minutes long oh and then who goes on after the auction not me martin short wow the legend Martin Short is there. I gotta follow an auction and Martin Short. Oh my God, Clifford! Cliff! Wow, Ned Needleender! Unbelievable! So he's a legend. It's exciting, but I'm like, I fuck this guy. Isn't it funny how that happens? Yeah, that, that's a quick twist. With Chris Rock goes on. What the fuck? I got spots to do. I'm literally like, I'm gonna meet Martin Short, and then I meet. He looks like a politician. He's got like a suit on. He's all quaffed and shaved, and he's got like a little button. Little. He's pretty little. He's not crazy little. He's like he's probably your size, but smaller than you, a couple inches smaller than you. Maybe a Veter. I think he might be taller than Veter. Between a me and a Veter. You and a Veter. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's like a medium. He's a meter. Because you're not small. You're a medium. I'm a medium. I'll take medium. Yeah. I love medium. I'm in the middle. Medium's Malcolm. great. Malcolm. Um, I've been told I look like that guy. What Muniz? Is that his name? Frankie Muniz. Oh, <laughs> Frankie you know, Gwynn. He's a big... Oh, I love the Gwynn. He's a big uh, weirdo. He's a, he's like a recluse now. He hates acting, and he just wants to race cars. Recluse? Recluse? What are you, what are you Kramer? <laughs> <laughs> recluse. He's a retard. Um, yeah, good kid. He's, uh, sorry, I'm sipping. Uh, he was uh, Malcolm in the Middle. He was he was made millions and then just closed up shop. I left my tea bag in too long. It tastes like an asshole. Yeah. I can Ah, fuck. Anyways, so then I go on up to Martin Short, and he goes up, and it wasn't that impressive. He was doing a lot of jokes that felt like they were written for him. He's like, my wife and I, we have three kids, one of each, like jokes like that. Yeah, kind of like, it was that. It was fun. It was kind of funny. My, my uncle says that. Yeah, he does like a few of those things, and it was fine, but I'm just like fuming now because the food hasn't come. And I, by the way, I just had, sorry, I have stitches in my mouth and uh. shit, and I'm getting the reverb thing. So I got bad reverb. I got stitches. I go on up to Martin Short, but I went up, and I, I have to say, I really killed. It was quite enjoyable. Was it an angry set? You had a little fire? It was angry, kick? yeah. I was like, could you make this a little more harder for the comedians? We're not getting paid. You got a fucking podium in here. I was like, my head's hitting a screen. There's a picture of Muhammad Ali. Nothing says comedy like a picture of Muhammad Ali. And they had just done the um, the auction. And I was like, by the way, I'm going to the French Open. I pointed the guy that won the auction, the bidding. And I was like, you got fucking ripped off. I was like, I paid 200 bucks for two tickets. And my wow. flight was 500. I was like, 18,000. And the place was going crazy because there wow. were all these rich people. Yeah. I was like, 18,000. I was like, I mean, no, I'm not trying to be an asshole. You're a fucking moron. I was like, you just overpaid by $17,000. Wow. Uh, that was fun. I got some good laughs there. And then I'm setting up a big, long joke. And the lady drops a, a, a table full of, dr- what do you call it? A tray full tray. of drinks. And I was like, well, that joke's gone now. And some woman goes, no, just do it. And I was like, I'm, st- I'm, I'm not falling for that, ma'am. No joke. And this is true. No joke has ever worked 
after somebody said, just do it. No, they're waiting for it. No matter what it is, if it's if someone drops something, if it's a ratio, whatever, no matter what the situation, if someone says, no, 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 just do it, just tell it. It's never worked. Never. It might get a chuckle or a teehee, but it's a sympathy. Yes. It's never a real laugh. But that got a laugh. So it ended up being really fun, and I la- I made my spot on time, and it was cool to meet the McEnroe's hot show. I met Martin Short and the McEnroe. That's a lot of fun people. Pretty good trifecta. And um, I got the hell out of there. But, uh, Is that Caroline's? Caroline's, uh, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I love Caroline's. No uh, disrespect to the McEnroe's or Caroline's, but throw me a few bucks. I don't get it. It's, there's something about that angry kill that's a beautiful thing. Because it, it, it's all this, you know, because first of all, it's a couple things. There's a lot of factors in play. One, it's a stuffy night already. Mm-hmm. And everybody's just going up trying to kill, play the play the game, you know, whatever, handshake, kissing babies. But you're going up there with some real honesty and some juice, which is, it shakes the room up. Yeah. And you don't give a fuck now because you're angry. So you're like, fuck your feelings. I'm just going to be more myself. And that is fun to watch. Yes. I was actually angry and annoyed. And I felt like the guy, the guy's a good guy, I'm sure. A nice guy, whoever produced it or whatever. He seemed like a nice guy, but he was like, ah, I'm not used to producing comedy. So I'm mm. a little thrown up. But I'm like, yeah, but you are used to producing things and you understand human beings. Like, I have another spot to get to. Mm. You told me I was going to be on 70 minutes ago. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's not, you can't just keep pleading ignorance here. Right, right. But you're aware that what you're doing is a bummer. Sure. And then he also tried to put Todd in front of me because that's the person who bumped me. That was their spot was after uh, Todd. Uh-huh. So I'm like, no, no, no. We didn't switch spots. You just put them you on before me. me. I'm right. going on before Todd. And to Todd's credit, Todd was like, you should put him up because he was... Oh, that's the other thing. They told us they want us there at 7.30. So I just listen. I just do what I'm told. I got there at 7.20 because if you're not 10 minutes early, you're 20 minutes late or you're gay, whatever. Right, right. So I got there at 7.20. Everyone else shows up at 8.15 and 8 o'clock. For an 8 o'clock show. Yeah, so I was there an hour before oh! everybody. So it's like, I've been here for two hours. So Todd was like, put him up because he's been here since 7.50, which I, I appreciated. All but right, also, Todd. it's like, that should be my spot anyways. Yes, yes. I didn't switch with the person. You just put them before me. I wow. take the next immediate spot. Yes. Nah. Man, that is frustrating. But thank God Todd stepped in because I've seen him want to get out early too. Yeah, but he was very thoughtful. I think he was waiting for that food too. Todd's a good guy. <laughs> and he's here, by the way. He is here. You yeah, everybody's here. It's a hell of a hell of a cast. Yeah, if you're listening and you're not from Texas, next year, if you're a comedy fan, fly in from we won't be here probably, but fly in from Moon Tower. Yeah. It's amazing. There's so many comics here. I see keep seeing Dana Gould. It's it's weird there's comics that you've never met. Like I see Dana Gould, I'm like Starstruck. I'm yeah. like, wow, look at that. And he's a Beantown guy. Oh, that's right. Boy, Boston really got the alumni cooking. Speaking of Beantown, go see a Quiet Place. This movie's unbelievable. Is that set in Beantown? No, no, but Krasinski, who I hate, as you know. Why do you hate him? I don't like his face. I don't like that he's a leading man. He's like a goofy beta nerd, and now he's like he's playing a Navy SEAL and shit. I'm like, Wait, get out of here. Everybody tells me I look like him. Ugh. <laughs> I don't think you look like him. You're better looking than that guy. I don't think I look like him either, but I get it all the time on, on the social media. I'm getting Munez, and you're getting uh, Krasinski. Munez isn't bad. It's not bad. All right. But anyways, go see that movie. It's amazing. Quiet Place. Sarah and I went to see it on her birthday. We fucking loved it. And I'm a, I'm a big cunt. I can't wait to see it. You are a big cunt. Gash trim. It's uh, phenomenal. Anyways, you go. I'm tired of my hearing myself. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I just want to say thanks again for that live pod. I can't stress how hot that was. you got to get on that Patreon. Just to Ron Bennington, Christy, everybody was fully loaded, on fire, just punch, punch, punch killer get on the patreon we also did a queef last night and we have a pre-show queef right before we went out yes slightly edited 
Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I went too far on a joke. But, uh, yeah, good on the Patreon, folks, for, for real. Ron Bennington, Christy, one full hour, and we were all on. It was hot, and it was killer, so you're going to want to hear it. And we got more fun stuff. We got another live show coming up May 7th at the Village Underground soon. Oh, that's going to be a hottie. Yeah, so we'll have two hot new live ones. All the live episodes we've ever done are on there. You're going to want to be proud of it. Three bucks. Yes, three bucks. Can't beat it. Oh. This is a thought I just had. Hit me. You know, with all the uh, the jokes and the white and that, at some point, you know, we always talk about we go to a meeting in L.A. and they're like, yeah, we're not looking for white guys right now. Couldn't you d- technically sue for that? I mean, I know it's like, uh, you can't, you're allowed to make fun of white people, but like, legally, you are a race, you know, and legally you could say, well, that's discrimination. I think you'd have to be fired and lose something mm. because you're not entitled to a TV show. I see, I see. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, Chris was just telling us uh, that he went and pitched a show, and they're like, we need it to be more diverse. you got to get some other people. It was Chris and Giannis. They yeah. just tell you that. It's just acceptable right. to just say that with a straight face in a meeting. Yeah. It's, just, it's fascinating. It's, it but, is. But we're doing great. We're, you know, so no. I don't want to, but it is, it's just interesting to me that is completely acceptable and frequently happening yeah. to all of us. Just go, yeah, yeah, we, we need diversity. We don't want... It has to be more diverse. Like you and I, we pitched a show everywhere. Oh, and they yeah. like, nope. I pitched a show. My friend Zorin pitched a show. And they, they kept saying that to everyone. They're like, we actually reshot it with a bunch of uh, women and, and black friends and a gay guy. And they mm-hmm. still were like a... Wow. So. And that was a, I thought about that while well, taking a dump the other day. I was like, that's a pretty good idea. The list, list. Yeah, we spent a lot of time on it. I mean, a lot of time. I'd keep that in the hip anal because that's something. All right. It's up my ass right now. All right. Mark Norman here. Oh boy. RX Bar. Big fan. Whole food protein bar. These bars are made with 100% whole ingredients. Yeah, they're really transparent right up front. They tell you the ingredients right on the gosh darn wrapper. So you can't go wrong here, folks. You're not putting any weird stuff. You know, you read the back of a of a candy bar and it's got 38 things from the the table of elements, you don't know what's what. You're putting nitrate and boron and jizz in you. Who knows? So get on it. Started in 2013. No BS on these protein bars. Core ingredients do all the talking. It's like eating three egg whites, two dates, and six almonds. No BS. Turns out real food ingredients actually taste pretty good. I love these bars. I eat 16 a day, and I'm thin as a rail. Whether you like sweet or savory, chocolate or fruit, they've got it all. Gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, no added sugar, 11 different flavors. Come on! They're good for breakfast on the go, snack at the office, or just throw it in the bag for a nice trip on a plane. Hope you don't get that middle seat. Get in there. I like the uh, salted caramel. That's my salted, uh, geez, the peanut butter one. That's the one I like. Really good. Peanut butter. So... Get a special offer today. Visit the site. 25% off your first order at rxbar.com slash Tuesdays. Enter the promo code Tuesdays at checkout. 25% off. Get a whole bunch of bars. Keep them at home. Get a big fat box. Throw them in the cupboard. Take one to work every day. Or the gym. rxbar.com slash Tuesdays. Thank you. Uh, so, did I talk about bananas yet? No, no, oh, I haven't seen you. Oh, buckle up for this. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. That's the one. 
Boy, she really flew the coop, huh? She Ooh. was like this rocker girl, and then she went all Ooh. Gwen. Oh, that's like an old song, though. Is it? Banana. Yeah, that's like an old like cheer. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, that's from like, you know, the 40s. Well, now she's sampling Cheers? Yeah, it was like a concentration camp <laughs> song. <laughs> wow. That's how they ordered they, bananas in they had Auschwitz. cheerleaders at, at uh, Dachau. Oh, you got to. I guess so. You got to get the morale high. Sam morale high. <laughs> I want to get him high. That would be unpleasant. Heil Hitler. All right. So uh, so we go to Bananas. Now, I don't want to say Who's his... we? Well, I don't want to say his name because I'm about to tell a quite a wacky story about oh, him. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I, this kid is a, a funny comic with some television credits. You know him. We all know him. Great head of hair. And Television we, credits opening for you. A couple credits. I mean, nothing crazy, but he's got a couple TVs. <laughs> nice hair. I want to figure out who this all is. All right. And so, Tan? Who? Tan? No. Okay. Pretty, pretty pasty. All right, all right. So we go out, and I go, I'm doing bananas. Uh, he was like, tell me how he's struggling a little bit. And he okay. hates Brooklyn and all this, and he can't get a laugh. So I'm like, oh, you did this, you did that. Yeah, come open for me. He's like, I'll, all right. I was like, you got a car? He's like, yeah, yeah, So great. We go to bananas, 30 minutes outside of the city, New Jersey, can't beat it. So I'm driving there with him. Great ride out. You know, we hit traffic, so it actually becomes an hour ride, and we have a great chat. I'm like, man, I really like this kid. He's got a good head on his shoulders. This guy gets it. It's always fun to see a younger comic who's got the right ideas. The right stuff. Yes, yes. Like, he's not all weird and annoying. So we're driving out there, and I'm like, this is great. And my host is a nice guy. He does well. And then my guy goes up, and he does okay, but he's kind of doing like a little bit of like a... Yeah, I gotta find myself up here, and th- who am I, and all mm. this. And you're like, you gotta. These are Jersey Mook animals. You gotta fucking pound these people into yeah, yeah. punchlines. And uh, so he gets by, whatever. So then, the second night is a party of eighty three. What? Which is like kind of good because the place is jam packed. But it's also these. A party of ten is a struggle. Yeah. A party of eighty three is a nightmare. That's like a wedding. Eighty three people. Huge. Jesus H. It was some corporation. I don't know. So they're all in there, and they're like hooting and how they're doing like food fight. You can see them throwing. Hey, Jerry's a fan. Oh, you know, big fucking hairy and knuckled guys. You know. Oh boy. It was brutal. So they're in there, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a long night, guys. Let's just plow through and get through this. And the woman who runs bananas was like, she was like, "Don't fuck with these guys. Just, just, just get through this." Which is weird when the like the manager tells you that, you know, because you're like, "Well, I'm, they don't want to kick everyone out." That's what it is. Yeah, you're like, "Hey, I'm. You hate to be a douche, but you're like, I'm the show. I'm, I'm an artist. Let me do what I want, you know." But right. I get it. It's a business too. Yeah, they can't lose eighty three people. Exactly. So the host goes up, and this guy is just yelling and chatting, but he's like, "Fuck it," and he just kind of keeps going. And then my my opener goes up, and he's going into his, uh, you know fun-loving, freewheeling thing, and they're already like, what is this going on? What's going on here? And he's a funny guy, but they're, you, you got to like kind of meet him halfway, uh-huh. and they're not meeting him. And uh, one guy just goes, next. Oh, the worst heckle. <laughs> the worst heckle That is the time. worst heckle. There's nothing to come back from next. Does he, and does he mean next joke or next comedian? Next comedian. That's tough. Because next joke, you're like, all right, all right, I got others. But got next others. comedian is like, geez. Oh, yeah. So he gets the next, and he's like, he does like the dude, what's your problem kind yeah. of thing. Not like, let me just hit you back. But you don't want to ha- ask too many follow-ups, because then the, f- the answer, 
They might be True. like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't care for your comedy. You stink, and you should quit. Well, all that came. There was <laughs> oh, a lot of that. Boy. So did I. That. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of the. Yeah, we, you're not good. You suck. Whatever, and you know they're going back and forth. And eventually, the comic was like, "What, dude? What's your problem?" What? And he's like, "Dude, I drive a cab all day. I'm just." And he's like, "Oh, so now he's got something to work with a little bit." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, you got a bad, you're a bad, you, you got a bad life. And what happened in your childhood?" And he's like, "Hey, fuck you. I've been divorced three times." And he's like, "Oh, yeah, I probably look like one of your wives. That's why you're angry." So he's getting him a little bit. Okay, okay. But now it's back and forth, and now I'm getting pissed because I'm like, "What the fuck's going on? These people are just hijacking the show, and now they're all talking about the heckling, and no one's even listening, really." Right. Get back to work. Bring it to a show. Yes. So I go up to the, the, the bouncer guy or whoever his name is, and he's eating a salad in the back. And I go, dude, you want us to like shut this guy up or tell him to stop? And he's like, he goes, oh, the comic's provoking him. And I go, what? He got a mouthful of lettuce. Well, the comic's provoking him. What do, you, what do you want me to do? I'm like, what the hell? So I go, fuck you. And I go to the lady, the manager, and I go, can you just tell this guy this is a show and maybe calm down? She's like, it's an 83-person party. And I go, well, if you don't do it, I'm going to do it. So I start walking towards the guy, and she's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. And she just goes up, and she's like, guys, could you just, it's a show. Could you just kind of quiet your voice? And they were like, what, what, whatever. And she walked away, and they went right back to it. Oh. And it was brutal. So now this guy in the, in the comic, or these, this mook in the comic are going back and forth, back and forth. And eventually the guy goes, how about I come up there and wring your fucking neck? Wow, Which old the, school. Old school, the most Jersey sentence of all time. Ring your neck. I haven't heard that since, uh, you know, my eighth birthday. Exactly. You know, I picture Homer just strangling Bart like that, you know? Yeah. And uh, he was like, what? Now you're threatening to kill me? And he's, and, you know, in New York, that would be like, all right, with violence. But he was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> wow. Boy, by the way, you, no one could wring your neck that sliced their hand open on that thing. That's true. I got a real razor blade yeah. in my Adams. Lose a finger. Yeah. Oh, I've cut some turtlenecks open. A ring finger. Aha. Uh-huh. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so now they're going at it, and the lady, the manager lady comes back out, and she's like, guys, please, please stop, stop. And, like, the women around the MOOC are like, Jerry, cool it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like trying to calm him down. And it's all these yentas with big hair and crazy earrings and crazy nails, but it was, it was wild. And eventually he, he got off uh, and finished, and then she, the manager came up, and she's like, Please, please, just do your set. Just do your set. I know they always say that. I'm like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. What do you think I'm doing here? So he comes on, and he was beat white. I don't know if that makes sense, but he was white, and he was like, he was shook. He was like, what the fuck just happened? Which is kind of good for a comic a little bit. You yeah. need that every now and then. You yeah. know, that'll kick you out of your, uh, who am I up there? You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> Discovery. And uh, so he was shook up, and I went up there, and I literally just went, like joke, 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 and I could hear the mooks going like, "This guy's all right." I hate the other guy, but this right, guy's right. all right. You know, that's always kind of a nice feeling, by the way. It's a little nice, but it's also like I'm a human being. Like they act like you're just like this puppet that's working that they they're okay with. How bad is the car ride? Not to jump ahead. How bad is the car ride in comedy when you one person bombs and then you kill <laughs> and then you're like, I don't know. Oh yeah. Like they're just like that crowd sucks and you're like, ah, I yeah, liked them. They like me. Yeah, that is awkward. You kind of have to like give them a little like, well, yeah, they were a little dumb. But uh, they like me. Yeah, so I had a good set, but I, it was literally like you couldn't let up off the gas. Mm-hmm. You know, There was no pausing. There was no like uh, take a sip of water. It was just boom, boom for 45 minutes. I got that light, and I did five more minutes. I got the hell off. Usually yeah. I'll do like an hour. But uh, that was the first show. Oh, you still got another show to go. Yeah, still got another show. So he was like sitting back there like... Whoosh. 
And I like went behind. There's no green room there, which is always perfect. Yeah. So we had to hide behind the curtain, and I was just like consoling Ugh. him, and he was like, "I don't know." And I was like, "Dude, I, you know, you're, you're funny. You're a good comic, but you gotta have those quick jokes for these yeah. these uh, instances." It's a real process figuring it all out. It is, and you know, he he was eventually like, "Oh boy," and he you could tell he had like a whole like, "All right, I gotta get myself back up, do a 180, and I got another show to do." And he did another show, and he killed. Oh, good. So there you go. Redemption song. Yes. Ah. Uh-huh. So yeah, that was bananas. But that's a that was a tough weekend. It was literally bananas. It was bananas. Um, well, speaking of uh, tough, fun, weird gigs, I had uh, that the firehouse gig. Oh, it wasn't even a firehouse though. It felt like a firehouse, but it was like a benefit for a football team. But it was like in the fire department's bonus side mm. function hall uh-huh. but it was a Louis J. Gomez joint. Oh he booked that. Yeah that was his gig. I thought he's it was been, your gig. No no he's been doing it for years. I got mine coming up in uh, Abington Massachusetts on May 11th. Chris mm. Allen bought a fucking flight to come. What an idiot. This guy is an angel. Wow. I mean uh, it's pretty wild so uh, hit me up for details. It's a, we're in a big venue this year. Abington Mass for, it's for the Holbrook Fire Department that kicked us out of the old venue. But I got Chris Allen, I got Brendan Sagalow. I've never even seen his act, but he looks exactly like all the people in the crowd. That's true. He's a little fatter. He's pale, chubby, redhead. He looks like a fucking fireman. He looks like the guy who didn't pass the test but still hangs out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but he's a funny guy, funny hang. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Zach. The only thing I've seen him do is yell at a lady in the front row for not doing anal. Oh right, right. Um, So, anyways, he's coming. I think he's funny. Well, well, I hope so. Send me a tape. <laughs> funny, uh, funny hang, how? funny guy. No, I'm kidding. I have seen him. He's hilarious. And uh, I'm joking. Or was I joking the second time? Ah, that's for you to decide. Who knows? But uh, no, he's a great guy, funny guy. Book funny him guy. on your wedding and, uh, he's and blow him. Blow that guy. It's yeah. probably been a while since he's been blown. Oh, I'm sure. He's bloated. I got to imagine. I referenced him in the live show. He had a great line about my mouth. Oh yeah, yeah. You give me this guy a lot of a lot of press. Get on the Patreon. Well, I'm a fan. I like him. All right, I yeah. like him too. He seems like a good egg, and he's shaped like one. Anyway, we got Big Al on the show. Alvin oh. and Chris Allen. We got two Air Force guys on the show. Ooh, and the black guy is easier to understand. And then, um, and then we got uh, Canner rounding it out. So we got a real wild Boy, show. This is a, a wild card. This is a who's who here. Yeah, it's gonna be. It I feel like, like we replace, could fight the replacements. <laughs> it's the replacements. It's a small budget. Clearly, <laughs> um, so uh, we pay about thirty bucks each. It's another benefit with no money, by the way, and no McEnroe. No, I killed for McEnroe. He'd be the best comic on there. Um, uh, but thank you, Chris Allen, for buying a flight. You fucking weirdo. Now that's a guy that's hungry. Oh yeah, him and Sagalo. <laughs> he bought a flight to nothing. Uh, but anyways, um, sorry, we're referencing a bunch of people. No one has any idea who they are. No, they know. Uh, no, they don't. Probably. But anyways, yeah, shit. Now I'm rethinking everything I've ever done in my life. No, no, you got the gig. You're helping firemen out. All right, yeah, we are. So, well, anyways, I did are. this gig for Lewis, which is a benefit, I think, for a football team or something. Mm. But I had to do it. It was four days after surgery, and the gig is Lewis Gomez, Tim Dillon, and Mike Feeney, and I just had surgery. Is there a tougher gang? Lewis and Tim to get in a small car with four days wow. after having surgery. Wow. Great guys, but very loud. Yes. A lot of volume, a lot of yelling, and very confrontational, yes. both guys. They Definitely. like to really get after it. Mm-hmm. So I was a little nervous. And then I got there, and Tim Dillon had been replaced by Mike Racine, ah. which is nice. Now I got a nice autistic kid on his phone the whole sure. time. Sure, much quieter. And he's a listener. He is, yes, Mikey yes. He's a listener. 
Yeah. Well, when he's not on his, he was. He had a, his girlfriend's grandmother was dying or something, so he's on his uh, phone quite a bit. Well, that is a, a bit of an excuse there. That's pretty good. Oh, good excuse. Yeah, he's a good boyfriend and a great comic. My God, Mike Racine is funny. Funny jokes. So funny. I was die. I was in the back dying. It's fun when you get that joy of comedy. Yes. Where's the joy? Yes. Somebody yelled that at me at bananas. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, the joy is in watching Mike Racine do comedy. Yes, or in the uh, mounds. What's that you said? Mounds Bar. It's Almond Joy. God damn it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it yikes. a stretch and a half. Yeah, it sucked. Um, uh, all right. I'm kidding, of course. I'm back. Boy, I think that's a Sagalo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, Sagalo's killer. Go see him or something. Um, ah, geez, I'm just questioning you... everything I've ever no, done. Oh, so you, how was the game? I saw you were sitting in a, in a, like a closet. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get to that. All right, so we get in the car. I go and meet them, and uh, I meet them at the stu- Ralph Sutton Studios or mm-hmm. Gas Digital. Check out there, blah, blah, blah. Was the new one or the old one? Old one. Okay, because the new the, one looks like a peach. Yeah, it's going to be sweet. We're going to hang out and smoke cigars and weed or whatever. But I got to the apartment. that The Legion of Skanks, Gas Digital, they always have like nine people hanging out. Like yeah. interns, they just walk by. There's like a pair of tits with blue hair walks by. Right. And then like some fat kid with a weird beard comes by. And I'm like, who are these people? It's like a coffee shop for junkies. Yeah, we got Shelby. They got like 1,100 people working over there. Right. People just swing in on chandeliers and they're like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, one guy's got a chain wallet and jean shorts and an eye patch and the other guy's dressed as a clown. Yeah, that's Lewis and Dave. Um, I was like an Amico. <laughs> oh yeah, Amico. Yeah, he's always dressed like a like a gay, f- you know, uh, <laughs> what do you call a birthday clown? <laughs> okay, birthday clown. That's a good side gig for comedy. Uh, okay. <laughs> we have no one to write things down. Oh yeah, Shelby's lips aren't here. Gay birthday clown. I'll write it down. By the way, my lady did a. Uh, I got her some studio time with Shelby. And I was what? Like, yeah, because she had to do a, a pod. She's trying to do a pod. Your girlfriend? Yeah. Wow. And she got a murderer. A murderer? Yeah, a guy who's out of jail. They're, they're all about like getting interesting guests. Like They got a murderer. They got a ballerina on one. They got a uh, girl, rape girl. Wow. Yeah. Victim. Victim. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Rape girl is a horrible superhero. <laughs> it's a... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, Might be a good superhero. She flies in and rapes you if you're committing a crime. Oh. That would stop. deter me. Yeah, totally perturb. So, uh... Pater? Perturbed. Joe Paterno. <laughs> Joe Pa. Yeah, he's a rapist. Enabler. Enabler. He didn't rape. Yeah, but he he enabled. I'm halfway through the HBO doc. Oh, wow. You made it further than me. Movie. It's not great. It's a rape in itself, that thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm bleeding out of the asshole. Oh, boy. But... Yeah, so uh, the first thing she said to Shelby was, uh, or about Shelby, was like, geez, those lips. And I was like, all right. Yeah, he's nice like Patrick hear. Ewing over there. Yeah, it's crazy. He's like Jay-Z. <laughs> Jay-Z. <laughs> AIDS-Z. Um, all of those things. All right, so you're in the, the locker room. So I get into the car. We get in the car, and Feeney, he's a, he's a sweet kid, sweet chap. Sweet, handsome, cute little boy. He looks a little bit like Mulaney. I told him that once. Yeah. Less funny. So we get in the car, and it's uh, me and Racine and Lewis. And then Lewis, you know, sometimes he can be big and boisterous, but he's smoking that weed, so he was very calm and cool and collected, uh, which was nice because I had a big face ache. And then we hit traffic. We're trying to go into the, across the Holland Tunnel. We hit traffic. Lewis wants to smoke weed. Feeney doesn't want him smoking weed in the car. Why so it's not? like a big argument because, you know, it smells like weed. It's a crime. Oh, it's his We're car. Driving. Yeah, he's driving. Oh, it's I his see. Car. Sorry. Okay. So he's like, please don't do that. And Lewis is like, no, no, no. no. They they fight, and then he, Lewis is we're in traffic, so Lewis is like, I'm going to step out and smoke weed outside. Oh, God. Lewis has always got to shake it up, doesn't he? He likes to shake it up, but boy, he was making me laugh. He is such a funny guy. He's got a bit that I laugh so fucking hard. 
Yeah, he's hilarious. Out loud. We'll get into that in a moment. But we're in traffic. Of course, the traffic starts moving immediately. We're about to get in the, and it's a tunnel. So if we get in the tunnel, he's just gone. Like, we can't do the gig without him. Right. He's our directions. He's the gig. He's the guy. So we uh, we get in. And finally, he like has to like jog to catch up to us. And we're just sitting in traffic. And there's cops everywhere. There's cameras. And it's like, this is Friday fucking Holland Tunnel traffic. Uh. So there's a thousand people. So you just see this big Puerto Rican with like just blooms of smoke billowing off of him. And he's walking up the side. He's on the phone. He's always on the phone. He's a real mover and a shaker, that yeah. guy. And there's just smoke coming off. Everyone's looking at him. And then he just jumps back into our car. And he does the classic smoke outside move where you jump back in the car and then just exhale the smoke <laughs> in the car. So Feeney's upset. It's a whole situation. Good for Feeney for standing up for his car, though. Yeah, I guess so. But I was laughing my ass off. It was a, they were a funny team. They should have like a show. Feeney mm. and Gomez. Diversity. Oh, yeah. Feeney Gomez. Sounds like a bad attorney. We get out there and uh, it's packed. Packed show. And I love these gigs. This is what I came up doing. I was always doing uh-huh. VFWs, KFC, and... Uh, KFC. <laughs> Wait. The bowl? Which one's which? KFC. Knights Kentucky of... Fried Chicken. Okay, that's KFC. Yes. Then there's K. Knights of Columbus. Knights of Columbus. Yes. yes. Thank yes. you. I've done a few of those. Yeah. So I did a bunch of K of C and VFW and Firehouse. We get to the gig and it's classic. It's exactly two weeks to the day that I did the Tonight Show. I'm in a closet in a function hall yeah. sitting on like a fold out chair and like eating free mac and cheese that's been sitting outside. And I'm like, this is real comedy right here. That's great. And uh, and then at one point it's me, Racine and Lewis and Feeney in the closet. And some guy opens the little, it's like one of those like accordion style mm, dividers. Of course. He's like, hey, are you guys the caterers? And Racine immediately goes, yeah. And he goes, can we get a little more mac and cheese and more plates? And Lewis is like, yeah, yeah, we're taking a quick break. We'll be right out. And the guy's like, great. And then he closes the little accordion. I can see him standing there just waiting. I love it. And this poor guy thinks he just talked to the caterers. And then like for like you know, a half hour, we never come out. So he's probably like, this fucking company sucks. <laughs> and then he has to watch us one at a time come out as comics. He must have just been sinking like, I'm such an asshole. Right. I thought these were the caterers. But it was such perfect comedy timing for Racine to be like, oh, yeah. Where the cater is. I love it. And then Lewis, yes, and he's like, I'll oh, be right out. We're taking a quick uh, break. But there was no uh, consequence. No, he never yelled at you or anything? No, no. I mean, what's he going to do? That's great. So that was pretty fun. And uh, then the show was killer. Everybody killed. Racine is killer. Lewis had me rolling. He's got a great trans joke that I don't want to give away. But what it's is really. The, what is the function? What is the. the, the I show? think it was for a football team. Oh, he knows okay. the guy. Lewis just knows people. Yeah. He's he like does. the mayor of America, that guy. Well, he's grew up in that area. He's no, no, York. this is in PA. Oh! This is like uh, Westchester, Pennsylvania. How about that? All right, Lou. Yeah, so uh, it was a great. It paid really well, cash, and uh, we had a great time on the way back, a lot of laughs. And Racine, though, he, how about this? This guy is such a good, committed boyfriend. He goes on stage, and I was kind of busting his balls for being on his phone a bunch, and uh, I'm joking, you know. He came off stage. I'm in the little closet around the corner. I can hear the room. When he came off stage, he was on the phone. I thought he was doing a bit. Wow. Like, he was like, good night, and then came off and just made a phone call. I was like, are you joking? <laughs> he's like, no, no, my, my girlfriend called twice. I was like, wow, what a good, committed man this is. Damn, I think he's in a little hot water with her. Oh, maybe that's what's going on. But by the way, hot water, isn't that a good thing? I love hot water. Yeah. I steam every day. I take a hot shower. I'm in there for a month. Hot tub. Hot tea. Pool. Hot tea. That's all I drink. There you go. Should be cold water. I'm in cold water. Nobody wants to be in cold water. Cold water sucks. Cold water's the word. You get a wetsuit. I'm out here in cold water. Just saying. Good point. Well, it depends on how hot the water is, though. Uh-huh. You could die. It's boiling, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Susan Boyle. She's hot. Hey, hey, folks. Mark Norman here. I just got my away suitcase 
took that puppy to Moon Tower in Austin, loved it. It's got all these different compartments. It's got the phone charger, charges up to five iPhones. How do you like that? It's got a combination lock on it, 360-degree wheels. I was a duffel man, but now I love this away luggage suitcase. It's uh, basically a first-class luggage at a coach price. It's pretty good writing. I didn't think of that. Uh, You can get the large, the medium, the carry-on, whatever you like. The bigger (laughs) carry-on. It's light as hell and durable. This thing will not break. It's premium German polycarbonate. Wow. Unrivaled in strength and impact resistance, but yet still very light. TSA approved combination lock, mind you. Removable, washable laundry bag for dirty clothes. And, uh, yeah, two sizes are a carry-on. you got to love it. Everybody's talking about it. 100-day free trial. <laughs> Give it 100 days. And if you don't like it, you can return it. Free shipping. Full refund. Wow, pretty good. All right, so special offer to the listeners. $20 off a suitcase. Visit awaytravel.com slash Tuesdays and use promo code Tuesdays for 20 bucks off at checkout. Not... 20%, 20 bucks. So that's pretty good. Awaytravel.com slash Tuesdays, promo code Tuesdays. I love this thing. I'm taking it all over the country. Thank you, Away. Take it away, folks. And then how about this? Speaking of being in cold water, I had to come back. And you're not going to let, if you're not into the dental shit, tune out now or come back or call in, whatever it is. I go, uh, to, I have to come back to the doctor. My sutures fell out the day before because I had all these sutures in there. Mm-hmm. They suture? all come out. Suture. What's that now? That's like a little pad that they fucking stick or sew onto your mouth. It's like, like a, a stitch, but it's not a stitch. Like a maxi? Like a stitch they sew you. Oh. A suture, I, th- I don't know if they glue it on there or stick it on there or what, but it's like it just is in there. Uh-huh. But they're supposed to dissolve, but I'm like brushing my teeth. I spit in like this huge, big bloody foam thing comes out of my mouth. Whoa, like a tampon. But then I got to go for my follow-up and I'm nervous because it feels real funky in there. There's a hole and I'm looking at it. I should never look. I'm looking. It's all black. I'm like, it's black. It's nasty. It feels weird. I'm dying. I know it. And then I'm just, I lose a whole day of my life. I'm just stressed out. I'm fucked up. I'm like, it's, oh, I'm, I'm going to die. I got jaw removed. The whole thing. What's left of my jaw. And uh, I go there and I talk to the little uh, lady, the assistant, and I'm like, I'm really nervous. It's all black. It's crazy. She's like, let me see. She looks and she's like, no, it's not black. It's normal. You look great. Mm. And immediately my whole, I I lost a day and a half of my life. She looks at it for one second. She's like, no, that's normal. That looks great. Uh, and I was like, oh, wow. I wanted to hug this woman and kiss her on her big lips. Wow. You see, you're making problems that don't exist. Uh, that's what I do. It's what? all anticipatory. Yes. But then the doctor comes in, Dr. Ostuni, great surgeon, highly recommend. He comes in. He's like, let me look in there. He looks. He goes, it looks normal. He goes, we got a couple stitches left in there. I got to take them out. And so I'm like, oh, my God. He goes in there with the popsicle stick and, and tweezers and scissors uh. and literally pulls the, uh. the stitch out. And you can feel the string moving yes. through your mouth. It yes. is the most unpleasant thing I've ever felt. I almost threw up. Uh, He's like, many? are you all right? I'm like, I'm fine. I think there was two stitches, but they were sewn up. And he had Ooh. to cut them. And he was like, oh, the boy, the world is made for right-handed people. I'm left-handed. I'm like, don't tell me this while you're in my mouth. Right, right. And he's pulling them out. It was really unpleasant. I turned all pale. But I got through it. All right. I always get through. And here's what I forget. I underestimate myself. Like he was taking uh, the IV and he's like, how are you with taking blood? I'm going to put a needle in your arm. And I was like, oh, not good. I, I hate it. And he's like, what happens? What, what do you do? And I was like, what do you mean? 
He's like, well, do you faint? Do you jump out of the chair? Like, what's going to, are you going to move? And I was like, oh, no, I just don't like it. <laughs> so then he did the thing. Nobody he, likes it. He put the IV in. He's like, that was amazing. He's like, that was, you're literally an ideal patient. He's like, that was perfect. And I was like, oh, sorry. He's like, I was like, what do you mean? I guess that happens. People literally faint or they'll jump oh, yeah. out of the chair or they'll punch. You get to like sedate them. Yeah. So here this whole time I'm telling people, oh, I don't like blood. I can't do it. I'm fine. I'm like the ideal patient. Yes. It's all anticipatory. Right. I, I got the same thing. He's just sitting there going, oh, you know, you know what's the worst when a doctor goes, this is going to hurt a little. Yes. You're like, oh, God. He's just picturing yourself like in so much pain, but it's always just a prick and you're fine. But it was nothing. Yeah. He's a prick. But uh, we can do it. We can. We, we just have to believe in ourselves. We'll get yes. through anything. That's yes. what therapy keeps telling me. Just believe and understand that you can be on top of all your problems. You can handle whatever happens. I know. And, and accept it. That's all about acceptance. Just go, yeah, it's going to hurt. All right. For like a second. It doesn't even hurt. It hurts less than if uh, I'm playing soccer. or I've never played soccer in my life. But if you're playing tennis, you get hit with the racket or whatever the fuck. That hurts yeah. more. Sure. Those are bad examples. But, you know. Well, you're going to play tennis soon. Yeah, today. Aha. Uh-huh. McEnroe. But it is about the anticipation, but you're wasting your calories and thoughts and time thinking about something that's going to happen anyway. It doesn't worry. It doesn't help. Worry does not help anything. But then I also get that stupid, stupid thing where I'm like doing a a Conan and I'm like, oh God, oh God. Then I go, ah, you'll be fine. You've done this a bunch of times. You know the jokes, they work. But then I go, well, maybe I'm not putting enough thought into it. Maybe I should be worrying more. Then I feel guilty about not worrying. Yeah, even when we're not worrying, we're thinking about worrying. Exactly. It's so bizarre. It's bizarre. What is it? Is that a low self-esteem? Is that gay? What is that? I don't know. Learn behavior, I guess, or worry. But... He, my, my therapist says, like, think about the Bruins. There's more important things. Yeah. By the way, the Bruins are doing well. And the Red Sox, at, at the moment of recording this, the Red Sox is 16-2. and two. Unbelievable. It's an exciting time. But anyways, I had my stitches taken out, did the gig. Thank you, Lewis. Hot gig. Check out the podcast, all that shit. And here we are in Moon Tower. Unbelievable. Can't complain. Pod was killer. Show was killer. What do you got, two tonight? Uh, yeah, I got, no, I got three tonight. Oh, shit. So uh, I got three three more spots tonight. And then tomorrow night, Saturday night, I just have one late one. I'm going to go watch Ryan Hamilton, I think. I'll watch the, probably watch the Bruins, and then I'll watch Hamilton. Let me ask you this. Please. Uh, so I, uh, you know, I, I did a, a hour special two years back, whatever. Not I'm not trying to do another one or anything for a while, but I had a wacky idea, and you're, I feel like you'll give me an honest assess. All right. And I want to hear it. Oh, boy. Because it could be painful, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. Oh, jeez. All right. Is this a bad idea? No, hit me. I mean, I don't know what you're going to ask me. All this right. build up. Sometimes you build up, and then it's nothing. It really bothers me. Well, hey, anticipation. You'll text me and be like, can we talk? And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Oh, my God. You have AIDS. You fucked my cousin. My aunt's dead. And then you call, and you're like, uh, hey, do you want to get lunch? And I'm like, yeah. Jesus, what is this? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a lesson on, hey, you shouldn't worry. All right. Well, I worry. All right. So... I live in the Greenwich Village, and there's three jazz clubs uh-huh. within like three blocks of my house. Vanguard. Vanguard, and, Smalls, oh, yeah. and Mezzero. What about the one across the Blue Note, too? I talked to the guy at Smalls. He's like, Blue Note's for homos. That's like uh, that's like it's the hack. hack. Oh, wow. It's like ha. It's ha. Wow, okay. Isn't that funny? It's like the Broadway. Interesting. Or I shouldn't name a club that exists, but you know. Because he's But he's saying that because he wants your club. You always got to uh, question intentions. Yeah, but he worked there, and I told him I was a comic. I think he got it. Okay, all right, all right. Um, But, you know, he's like, Blue No, that's like the tourist trap. He's like, that's Bubba Gump. Right, interesting. Which, which is fascinating because I would have never known that. You know, you just assume, oh, that's the one. Mm-hmm. But 
So I go into these clubs and I walk by them every night. Like I do 17 sets. I come home at midnight. And I walk by these clubs and I hear that that jazz coming out of that little doorway. Yeah, that muffled jazz. And there's a little light there. And it's jazz is very, uh, it's humble and underground, you know. It's yes. kind of like comedy in that way. Where yeah. It's intimate and like no one really respects it that much. Uh, a lot of heroin. Except for the people that do. Exactly. So... I go, fuck it. I've always been curious about these places, so I just go down. I go down to the Village Vanguard, which I've never done. Been there forever. Old staple, New York. And it's beautiful. It's tight and small ceiling, and the jazz is kicking. Every seat's all sold out. You never hear about any of this shit. You never see it on the the paper, the news. It's just sold out. Killer. And these guys just rocking the big stand-up bass of the trumpet. It was love beautiful. It. I love it. Yeah, and I was like, this is great. This is, it reminds me of stand-up. And I, I talked to the guy. I was like, would you ever do a stand-up show here? Like if I had like a, a Comedy Central HBO special, and they were like, eh, maybe. But they're, they're so like protective of their jazz. Right, place. right. So then I went to Smalls, which is on 10th Street, which is literally a block from my house. And that one was even cooler. And that was sold out. Yeah. And then he's turning people away. Sorry, sorry. And it's just this beautiful vibe in there. And then I went to the other one and that was cool. So I thought this, these, these rooms are better for comedy than comedy clubs. Really? Yeah. Like this is a better room than like the underground. Well, the village underground was like music venue. That's true. That was music. This is jazz only. Right. So I look at these rooms and I was like, man, these are so pretty. So I thought maybe I'd do a, a, a hour special, do an hour at each one, and then you could cut it up. Not doing like the Chris Rock, here I am at this place, here I am in Johannesburg, but just like you cut it up throughout. And it kind of shows you're like running around your neighborhood, and I could come out of my own real house. And right, go right. Could be something. That's not bad. All right. It's give not it to me bad. Straight. I like it. I like it. Notes, I do like it. Ideas. Notes. Aha. Uh-huh. Jazz notes. Jazz notes. Yeah. Jazz hands. Uh, maybe afterwards you can trombone a lady. Sure. Include that. I'm down. Um, you can oh. put your saxophone on her tits. <laughs> um, I like it. I just don't like it. I'd rather you just do a jazz club. Not three. Yeah, I just don't like when it gets too, like, people are trying to do things so different. It uh-huh. takes away from the content, I right, feel. Right, I hear you on that. You know what I mean? I just like, a, there's. this is the show. This is the show. But, We're not changing it. Oh, I just smashed my head on the uh, wall. But you see Judah's special? No. Okay. Well, he does the cellar, the underground, uh, the stand, and you don't even you don't even notice it. Really? But it also adds kind of a thing. All right. All right. Maybe I'll watch Judas. Check out Judas. I didn't like Rock's thing because it. But to me, what happens is it takes away from the idea that this is a performance. Uh-huh. It makes it seem like oh, he's just doing the same thing. I know everyone knows that. Right. But it's nice to have the illusion of just I came and I did the show. This is my show. Yeah. This but, is what a show looks like. And I. I, I Totally agree, but my my intention is to do like the I'm doing a bunch of sets in a night kind of thing. Right, right. Which is what we do. Yes. So there is some reality there. Right, right. Yeah. It's not bad. It's something, but these clubs you got to see they're so pretty and special, and there's a there's a feeling in there. There's an energy. What if you did your next three hours one at each jazz club? Yeah, that's not bad. That's a that's a long term. It's a lot of hours. Plan. Yeah. Yeah. It's three of them. All right. I don't know. That might have been way too inside, and no one gives a fuck about that. That's I, not inside. It's interesting. All right. I had to run it by you. Uh, people will, I'm sure we'll get a lot of people writing in, and someone will hate me, and someone will hate my mother. Well, that's a given. I don't know about my mother, but you get it. Uh-huh. She's but like, I like the idea. Okay. I like that it's it's cooking and thinking, because I'm, I'm starting to think that, too. I'm like, i got to have to do an hour somewhere. Yeah. I thought about even getting Ari to direct. Mm. I don't know why. 
Yeah, he wanted to uh, direct my old one because the guy I had in mind got kicked out of the business. But then um, oh, I ended up doing the Netflix half. So, But directing a special is nice and easy. I feel like you don't have to do much. Yeah. It'd just be nice to have a guy you know around who you can tell no and yes to and you trust. Yeah, yeah. And he's all about the, the content. Yes. You know, especially if it's about a one-armed fat chick or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes Ari, though, he gets, he's like, this is the right. I, mm. This is the thing. And you want to be like, well, why? Right. But he actually is good about being like, yeah, maybe you're right. Yes. That's a great quality of Ari. Uh-huh. You can say this and this, and he'll go, ah, that's a good point. You're right. Right. Ari Shafir we're talking about. I f- I'm worried that new fans are like, who? Why? Who's Ian Lara? No, they know what we're explaining. Okay. These comics on the show, and they should look up. It gives you someone to look up. Uh-huh. Go check out Ian. Check out Sagalo. Check out... Uh, well, you can skip some of the people we mentioned, but check sure. out Racine and Lewis. Yes. Funny, funny guys. I'm getting out. Feeney's going to listen. In, uh, I love Feeney, too. Everyone's great. Feeney's Watch good, everybody. Handsome. Go see every fucking comic and suck your own dick. Feeney, mediocre Mulaney, we call it. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> I cut that out. All right. Jesus Christ. Shelby. George ain't cut it. Uh, I think I might have one other little oh, please. gem in here. Or maybe that was it, actually. Maybe yeah. with a gem or a pearl. Um, but we should talk about also we should I want to talk about last night too and how okay. fun that was. So yes. we flew in, it's Moon Tower, and we'll have more to come next week on Moon Tower. Mm-hmm. I get to the airport. By the way, I had this this is a very Normandy move. I wake oh. up in the morning. I always wake up early, I'm compulsively early for the my flights. I'm hanging with Sarah. And you ever have this where you just wake up and then I'm just laying in bed. I'm like, I'm up so early, I'm just snuggling and kissing and touching her nips and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then I look at the phone. I thought I was flying out of LaGuardia. I always fly LaGuardia. It's oh. JFK. So I'm like, fuck me in the ass twice hard. That's a longer ride. Much longer. It's about a 25 minutes further. Uh-huh. Luckily, I'm crazy early. So I get a lift, and the lift says seven minutes away. So now I'm kind of sweating it a little bit. But then what's nice is with Waze, as soon as you get in the car, it's like you're getting there at 829, which really helps. Hmm. It's a 915 flight. But it helps because... You don't have to be like this. Oh, my God. Now I'm in traffic now. Now yeah. I'm in traffic. Okay. It's speeding up now. Right. If we just pick up, you can actually see like, okay, I'm good. We're getting there at 829. That nice. That'll be plenty of time. I get there. I see your agent, Hillary. Yeah. I see our friend Janelle Draper, who's a listener, comic, wonderful yeah. gal. Draper. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Does the cur- carpet match the Draper? Oh, that's fun. All right. I, we get on, and we're like the last people on the flight, and uh, and Janelle bought me a, a coffee and a croissant, which I appreciate. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. Who is appreciate this gal? It. Put it on her account. Expense accounts oh, are nice. Oh, expense account. Yeah, pretty good. So we get on the plane, and then as soon as I get on the plane, I see Maureen Tarrin, oh, my yeah. old manager, yeah. who I love, works at True TV now. I see Mike Birbiglia, who I don't know at all. Then I see Soder, and then in my row, Ryan Hamilton. Wow. Check out his special smiley face. I believe it's called. What We're in the play. same row. And then Soder got stuck with a middle seat, so me, Hamilton's got the window. I'm on the aisle, and Soder's in the middle. So we got a little triangle going. Nice. Which was fun. And then... Uh, love triangle. Yeah. And then Hillary walks by, uh, Janelle walks by, and then it turned out uh, Yamanika was on the flight. Wow. Lisa Traeger was on the Star flight. Studded. Yeah, it was quite a flight. And I'm, the whole time I'm praying it doesn't crash, because I don't want to die with other comics. No. I want a full tribute. Yes. I completely. want my day, baby. Right. You want to be like, uh, this is a veterinarian, uh, a gymnast, and a comedian. Yeah, but Bigley is going to take all the fucking excitement. Wow, that's true. God damn. But we didn't crash. We landed. Then we're all in the van together. We get over here. We bump into Chris D immediately. We all went to Magnolia, Soder, Big J, Christine, uh, Black Lou from Sirius. Oh, I love Black Lou. Sam J. 
also black, but that's another nickname. And then uh, Hamilton, we went to Magnolia Cafe. And then the waiter it was a comic. He's like, hey, I'm what? in the festival too, which I felt bad for him because he's like, great, can I get another Coke? Yeah, yeah, keep the fries coming, Dick. But uh, good guy. We had the queso, which I love, not queso. Uh-huh. Uh, had some queso. It was delicious. Then we walked We walked all the way back. South Congress, me, Hamilton, and Chris D. We stopped it for coffee. And these festivals are amazing. We're walking around amazing. in the sun all day, and you and I are about to go play tennis. What a fest. Thanks again for coming out to the live one. Uh, Get on the fucking Patreon. Yeah. Suck that Patreon dick. I can't pump it enough. I mean, it was so good. It was pound for pound, wall-to-wall laughs. Killer. I mean, the audience was hot. Thanks, everybody, who came out and for the cards. And Bennington was on fire. Chris D. was on fire. We were cucking. It, it just all came together. It was the tightest hour of comedy ever. I wish we could have gone longer. You say cucking? Cucking? Something like you said cucking. What part? I think you meant to say cooking. You said we were cucking. Oh, geez, Freudian anal. Jeez, yeah, boy. yeah, well, fuck my wife, please. No cuck for me. I mean, I'll fuck your girl. But, All right. um, I'll watch. Patreon. Any luck? Any budget on the Patreon? Her uh, breasts naked? Oh, yeah. I really feel like we could be rich. We'll I give her a I cut. Could, she's going to want a cut. Yeah, we'll give her a cut. All right. I'll give her a thick cut. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. Does she hate me? No. All right. Makes me nervous. Uh, all right, we got to plug some dates, too. What oh. do I got coming up? May 7th, Village Underground. Get your tickets if you're in the tri-state yes. area, for God's sakes. we got to sell that out. Yeah, and then uh, I'm coming back. Side Splitters, Tampa, you know about it already. May 3rd through the 6th. I'll have some stories of the live one from there, I'm sure. Bobby Jewell. Winnipeg, I'm coming back to Winnipeg. If you're hearing this, I hate these gigs you go and do, and then right afterwards people are like, when are you coming to Winnipeg? I know. Spread the word. Spread your legs. Spread your tits. The Jets are in the middle of a playoff run. The Bruins. It might be the Bruins-Jets final. Let's go hang out. We'll talk hockey. There you Winnipeg. go. Winnipeg. Rumors. And then I just added Fort Collins. The, the week, the Wednesday before Denver Comedy Works. I'm doing that too. Yeah, yeah. He said that. That's what I was like. All right, if Mark's in, I guess I'll do it. Yeah. Wednesday, Fort Collins, some theater. Google me, email me for tickets, tweet at me. I'll have the ticket link up. And then let's sell out Denver Comedy Works, for God's sakes. One of the shows. Come to yes. the Friday early show. Please. All the Tuesdays, Friday early. Or if you're a little further away from Denver, come to Fort Collins. Let's sell some tickets there. I'm so excited to go to Denver Comedy Works. I'm wearing a Denver Comedy Works shirt right now. Actually, I changed it. I was wearing it yesterday. I saw it. I can, I can attest. Thank you. Vouch. And uh, so come out to that. Denver Comedy Works in June, Winnipeg, and uh, tell, them, tell them your things. Oh, uh, this week I'm at Baltimore Magoobies, folks. That should be fun. Then I'm at Acme in Minneapolis. First time there. Very excited. That's come on huge. out. We should uh, hopefully hit some bonuses on that. Then I'm at NOLA, the Dragon's Den, on the 11th of May. Wow. Come on out, hometown hero. Funny Bone, Dayton. Then Denver, also at the Fort Collins and the Denver Comedy Works. And then I'm at Clusterfest in San Francisco. Oh, festivals are fun. Oh, the best. Then I'm at Wise Guys in Utah. Love that room. Levity Live, West Nyack, New York. Then Draft House in D.C., which I heard you Ooh. did and enjoyed. Then I got on it. I love it. I love that room. Oh, great. It's I so can't cool. Wait. Such so a cool, cool room. A little black box. I love a black and box. The Tuesdays are rampant in oh, D.C. beautiful. Chocolate city. Tell a friend. August 17th, One-Eyed Jacks again in New Orleans. Long Island Cinema. I'm doing that cinema theater in Oh, uh, that's fun. That's Long where the guy Island. spit on the guy and fought him. Hunt, Huntington, yeah. Then I'm at Side Splitters in September and uh, Gotham Comedy Club, Zany Chicago. So you know it. You love it. Suck my asshole and tell your aunt I fucked her daughter, and we will see you in hell. Praise Allah. Listen to Laughable. Yell at Chipotle. They should be blowing us. And we can't tell you how much we love your 
Tits. Yes. Thank, Thank you, you for the tits and the taints. We love it. Yes. Gay birthday clown and uh, the Chipotle. It really touches our hearts and licks our assholes. Thank you. Yeah. Nothing better than a nice rim job, trim gash, and skirts. George is saying cut it. <laughs> <laughs>